Right, here's the jingle as the intro. Jingle. There we go. Graham, go. Hello everybody, welcome along to episode 26 of the Precision Unloaded podcast. We were meant to play some cool music at the start there, but we must have had some uh, technical difficulties. Uh, tonight we that, have... That was a jingle. It was, was, oh, was that, is that in there? It was for the visually oh, impaired. I, I oh, said oh, it was okay. a jingle. So it's they, good to see yes. we're 26 episodes in and we're getting even more professional. Um, tonight we have myself, Graham, and my co-host, Mark. Mag Dump Mark, we call him now. And we are joined for the third time uh, with um, Jeff from The Gun Rack, who is actually sponsoring this episode of the show. Uh, so thegunrack.co.nz or .com, Jeff? Uh, either gunrack.co.nz or just gunrack.nz for our shop. So if you need any MDT, Boyds or Area 419 goodies for your hunting or precision rifle, hit him up. And on Instagram and Facebook too. He's very helpful. He supplies um, Mark and I with a lot of stuff we probably don't need, but we buy anyway. Because um, we've got too much stuff. And tonight's episode is sort of loosely based around 6mm um, cartridges um, for precision shooting. Uh, the sort of the slow trend that's sort of caught on in New Zealand. We're always um, last in the world to do anything. But um, again, we'll no doubt uh, talk about this, that, and the other thing. So, how are you, Mark? You've been on for a couple of weeks. What have you been doing? What are you, uh, what are you shot? And, uh, two weeks off, been? yes. Um, been planning meticulously for the episode. Mm-hmm. Although I don't own a 6mm. I did at some point. It was a 243. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mate said it was uh, too gutless for deer and I should get rid of it because I had it as a night vision gun so I ended up giving in to being mercilessly hassled over the crappy 243 So, which I think is not true but there you go so I don't have one anymore um, what else been up to? I went deer hunting down the road towards uh, Maunganui so I've uh, been there a couple of times to a block after uh, fellow and got some reds this time so took the didn't uh, what it be took the Benelli Lupo 270 so ideal for small fellow deer <coughs> if you don't want to recover much meat so that was good um, I think we ended up getting three in the end, so a couple of reds and one fellow. Uh, and uh, had a go with some long range shots. And I think I had my one of my BDX scopes on the gun, and I hadn't checked the velocity properly. I just made it up, and hence why at 600 meters the deer remained asleep. <laughs> the bullet went underneath, so. And eventually it got up and walked off. So that would, um, so I went back home and actually got the velocity sorted out, and I was 100 feet per second out, which would do it. Yes. Um, but I don't know the gun handled well and was pretty happy. The two I shot were basically standing unsupported shots, and it that handles well. Still out unsuppressed at that stage, so well the recoil's not too bad given the Benelli. Comfort tech on the back of it, which cuts the recoil a bit. Um, it's not a light, light gun anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, 
Other than that... Is it essentially just a shotgun chambered in 270? <laughs> I guess if you were a, a very rudimentary and poor engineer, Graham, that's how you describe it, yes. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, people say they look weird, but I don't think they do. But anyway, that's right. But no, in all seriousness, they are a different-looking firearm. Yeah. Um, but they they have their own... It's, it's Italian, you know, it's... it's it's cool. It is. They are a neat, interesting gun. We've talked about it on a previous podcast, so go back and listen to that. And uh, I have really nothing to add since I've that Actually, podcast. I think that was the last time I was on. Ah. Talking about a Rohini trip. Yes. Ah, there you go. Yes. Well, this this hunt sounded more successful than the last one, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Hunting in pine trees again, so not a lot of... All very short shots, generally, apart from a couple of areas where you can see a long way and not really work out how you can even get to the deer if you shoot it so <laughs> oh good I and saw so, a white uh, fellow in the wild that was my one oh you bonus. did see me a photo oh, why didn't you take that one uh, it was over the river and the river was flooded ah so ah, okay. and I know you know when you get you think oh it's just over there surely I can cross that river yep and uh, yeah no good smart decision uh, other than that just trying to source some ammunition for the upcoming summer. So, Sarco Gamehead Pro, which is, uses serial projectiles, is not going to be hitting our shores again for 18 months, they reckon. Like, so, anyway. So I've been told that Sierra's not supplying them projectiles at the moment, so hence why. Anyway, and I was using that as a... Because it's good hunting round and a been pretty good competition round because um, I'm a factory whatever so yeah so I've been hunting out and we found some Norma 6.5 match ammo so 130 grain stuff which looks pretty good reasonably priced um, so that might fill a gap for a while I've got so enough the Amer- ammo factories working yeah well I've still got enough American <coughs> gunner to last three or four shoots so but I'm sort of keeping that up my sleeve yeah. and not selling it like me keep yeah, people no. like me keep pinching it cover box no <laughs> the answer is no now so yeah well we'll work on that so Jeffrey mm-hmm. I would ask what shooting related stuff you've been doing in the last few weeks but I imagine um, it's not a heap well, a bit no. of air gun a bit of airgun and a bit of website work, I understand. Um. Yeah, yeah, a bit of mucking around on the website, getting it updated and whatever. I even wrote an article over the past few days. Um, you did? Yeah, first NZ article I've written in three years. Um, so that's up there, about a hunt with uh, Hamish from Muddy Waters. Um, Ranking them out. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I did actually, I got out for a private land hunt, um, not super successful, saw some deer, um, didn't take one home though, um, just no good shots on the day, but just great to get out, um, and then, yeah, I've been building a couple of guns, my my two two three still in progress, uh, honestly I've just been waiting on rings for like a month, but yeah, they should be here tomorrow. And then building a 300 wind mag hunting gun for um, one of Mark's mates who went hunting in the Rohini's with. So I'm actually oh, quite nice. excited. Yeah. Ah, oh, right. 
Now the penny drops. Mm. There you go. Is it a fast twist one? It's the Sala um, Stainless XTA. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Are you Now, the rings you're waiting on, are they mm-hmm. um, the new ones from Element? They are. Nice. Because, yeah, I, was, I, <laughs> I got a, an Element scope for a little while ago and tried to get some, but they said they're stuck in customs or something. So. Mm. You took yeah. Element, yeah. Element, Element, uh, ring. Element Optics rings. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think they're called Acculite. Um, but yeah, they seem to be really well designed. I'm quite keen to check them out. Um, yeah, they unfortunately just came in on a different shipment. So I had the scope, had the gun all set up, um, just need the thing to get the scope onto the gun. Very good. Cool. So, uh, what have I been doing? That's a good good question. You should have asked me that, Mark, being the co-host. Um, I no, have no, been... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we don't want to know? No, I care, I mean, no, I wasn't going to ask you, I was saying. Carry on. <laughs> Graham, what have you been up to? Oh, thanks for asking, Mark. Um, you're a good co-host. Um, what have I been doing? A lot of 22, a lot of 22 practice. Uh, positional, unsupported and supported on paper, which is very boring, but very interesting. And then a uh, bit of stuff with the 3 win mag, a bit of 1K stuff with you, and... I don't think I've done any hunting lately. But yeah, it's just 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 that, just practicing uh, fundamentals, really. Well, what I think is fundamentals, and um, just trying to improve a few areas where I sort of let myself down in comps. But yeah, other than that, not a hell of a lot. Getting a lot of reloading done for upcoming competitions, and also working on a few articles. But anyway, so tonight's episode of the Precision Unloaded podcast is themed around um, modern fast twist six millimeters now people seem to <clears throat> i find kiwis are some of the worst for accepting new cartridges like we get really upset about them and then inevitably buy them and love them but um so what people mostly know and you still see it a little bit in precision shooting is the two four three um but <clears throat> as a factory option apart from a, a few um, sort of semi-boutique models out there, um, has a slow twist, it's a 1 in 12 or a 1 in 10. So the trend with long range now is um, longer, sleeker, high BC bullets. And in your 6 mils, you're sort of talking from the 103 to the 115 grain range. Uh, and now, so most 243s will not stabilise a projectile that long. So... Um, being that everyone wants that high BC bullet, uh, it's sort of fallen out of fashion. Now, obviously, you can get a custom <clears throat> custom cut chamber and a custom barrel twist if you want. So you can sort of edge a bit more performance out of them by spending a bit of dosh and, and rebarreling your gun. But you don't see too much of the 243 now from, from the information I gather from our events and stuff like that. Now, I'm not going to say it won't work. To be honest, a 243 with a 100 gram bullet at a medium range competition will be absolutely fine. Yeah, it's it's just uh, people want whiz bang. They like what's cool, um, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. But like for most medium range, definitely North Island events. But surely the um, extra three grains of projectile weight makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised how much longer something gets at like 110 grain. You know, but mm. um, but regardless of that, um, yeah, the, the two four three is still a viable option. And and one thing we we talked about in the lead up to this is um, 
a lot of Kiwis for a long time their competition guns would double as a hunting gun so they wanted a cartridge that was uh, performed well on game and um, on steel and, and in the wind and, and you know etc um, so a lot of you know 6mm uh, now for Taranaki and Wanganui it's perfectly fine um, thin skin only medium sized game you know goats and, and fallow um, but I, I know there's a few people who had some problem on, on shooting reds but I'm not convinced that's 100% the, um, the calibre choice I think it's probably more so bad shots um, so a lot of guys would sort of move away from the 243 into a 308 or a, or a 6555 or something but um, but but now guys are putting together specific uh, rifles sorry they're putting together rifles specific for competition use so they very rarely get shot on game unless you're lucky enough like us where you'll be setting up shooting steel targets and some goats walk out or a deer walks out um, but so now the guys are putting together you know purpose built competition guns so it's not so big of an issue now to, to run a um, a modern 6mm if, if that sort of makes any sense so what, what's your thoughts on 6mm mate? don't see much on the shelf at my local <laughs> sporting goods store <laughs> okay so that's another issue if, if you're not a hand loader um, you're going to be quite limited excluding possibly the 6mm crack which funnily enough there is a, quite a bit of ammo around at the moment for Where? about 6 mil Cree <laughs> reloader supplies mate and <laughs> right. we no, just I, cleaned I, them out I, of I was sort of um, it was a rhetorical question because I know that anyway But apart from 243 and maybe 6 Creed I haven't seen nothing else so yes so that that is okay so but that doesn't seem to really matter so really what we're talking about is 6 mil cartridges no, well, it's, it needs to factor in, right? Because then here's another one, right? Six XC, one of David Tubbs' cartridges. Yeah, a uh, friend of ours has been using it, shit, for like six or seven years. Like he adopted it before six mils were cool, even in the states. He had it before um, it was even invented. <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, but same thing, you know. It's it's but slightly sl- it's slower than the six mil Creed. Um, uh, not a huge amount slower. It's definitely a, a bit more fast than the, the, the BR series. Um, but he hunts with it, he competes with it. You know, same thing, that low recall um, sort of idea. But you can get 6mm um, XC ammo. Uh, La Pua and Norm, I think it's Norma, both do um, factory ammo. And it does get imported into New Zealand. Now, it's not... It's you know it's not a dollar fifty around. It's you're probably going to pay three four bucks around. Probably probably four bucks around. Um, with the advantage of you can buy say a hundred or two hundred loaded rounds, shoot them, and it should be pretty good ammo for at least precision shooting. And then you've now got high quality brass uh, that you can reload. So there is an advantage there. But like you say, with the the BR series of stuff, uh, the Dasher, um, you know, even six for forty seven. Uh, La Pua, that's going to be custom hand-loaded. Um, so for guys like you, it sort of limits you a little bit. But Yeah, I saw a few of them at the last shoot, I think. Yep, you've seen... You, you, so we'll talk about... Uh, yeah. I don't know a huge amount about them, but like there's the whole BR series, which is... A lot of them are based off bench, reach cartridge, <coughs> bench rest cartridges, hence the BR, funnily enough. And then you've got like the 6 6mm Creed and the 6x47 La Pua are just... Six, the 6.5 variants that have um, inevitably been necked down 
um, as people chase less recall. Um, one one thing two, I will say two, on... Jeff, go. Yeah, sorry. Jeff, I was just going to say, uh, 243 um, actually improved as jumped up a couple of times recently in my Facebook feed. Oh. A couple of local guys rechambering or rebarreling. Um, yep. So that's another cat amongst the pigeons. I may be a little bit wrong, but from what I understand about uh, 243 Ackley, is it's, it's, it gives you similar performance to the 6mm Creed um, with a lot more hassle. So I know yeah, you shoot... Right. Yeah, so you shoot AI, uh, you shoot a 260 Ackley. Mm. I'm not huge on Ackley purely because of the shoulder angle can lead to feeding issues compared to a uh, sort of a less tapered uh, shoulder. Now yours runs pretty wicked, actually. So maybe I'm worrying too much about nothing. But um, yeah, I um, yeah, I think two four three is still viable. Actually, if I, to be honest, if one ever pops up, I'll buy it. When the Ruger Precision Rifle first got released, two thousand was it sixteen seventeen? Yeah. They had a three hundred eight, a six five Creedmoor, and they had a two four three. Um, and now at the time I was only quite new to precision shooting and I thought why the heck would they put a 243 in there but what it was it was I believe Frank Garley from Sniper Side actually had a lot of input into it it was a fast twist 243 now this okay when you go out of semi spec for a caliber it generally turns to shit because so the semi specs are 1 in 10 barrel or something like that um, so they put a 1 in 8 in and then it if people buy it and they start shooting like normal lightweight bullets and they say overstabilize or they do this and that and they don't perform the best and they think the gun's junk whereas because it was mostly intended for a hand-loaded um, sort of more modern ammunition um, and it, it soon went the way of the dodo because people either bought it thinking <coughs> sorry didn't buy it thinking it was just a standard 243 shooting like a 90 gram projectile or they bought it wanting to shoot standard hunting ammo or something and it didn't perform as they wished um, so they, they got rid of it and then re- I don't know if they ever did replace it with the 6mm crude I couldn't tell you but um, if one I know there, there was a bunch imported in New Zealand so if one pops up I probably will buy it if it's obviously a reasonable price um, but because then you've got your fast twist 243 and it's a, a bit more viable um yeah, I think what you've got is like a, a continuum of or a spectrum of how much messing around you want to do for similar results with <clears throat> six mil creed um, on the one end, where you got factory uh, available ammo, factory available rifles, then you got your six dashes, six brs, um, kind of in the middle, um, where you've got to hand load all your own stuff. You've probably got to get a custom barreled rifle, play through mags, and all sorts of stuff, and then on the extreme end, um, Wildcats or Ackley Improved or, or whatever. And, and again, like you said, a lot of fluffing around for a, an expensive six more creed. Yeah, I guess one thing we should probably discuss is like the the, the trend was, I mean, it was 6.5 creed more, right? Which is really pushed precision um, style shooting into the sort of mainstream in the shooting world anyway with like um, the PRS NRL series overseas and then obviously here we don't have that we've got our own sort of weird brand of things um, and, and 6.5 Creed is still probably the most probably the most popular cartridge at New Zealand events um, maybe slowly trending out but 
the six mil see i run a six mil creed which is quite a fast high performance creed more uh, sorry <coughs> uh, six mil you know it's running uh, 108 at 3120 i think and um, some it's, it's reasonably fast right so i'm i'm, I'm not at our max velocity limit in our game but i'm, I'm getting up there but see a lot of these newer um or or, or catches based on the uh, older benchrest catches they'll run like a 108 at like 2800 or 2900 feet per second so the idea is to have pretty good velocity and a very good bc and a much lower recoiling cartridge and a generally very heavy gun um mm. it's that chasing that slight advantage off a barricade or or you know making up for maybe a lack of fundamentals or recoil management i don't know but um yeah, so it's, it's, for me, it's weird. We trended to the six mil, you know, that high performance six mil, that high velocity one, and then we're going backwards into the um, the slower ones, which the the X the six XC has been doing for quite a while. Uh, my very similar amount of time to the six mil Creed actually. So it's um, two trains of thought. Um, I currently play with the fast one, but I intend to do something with a slower option in the next three, four, five months as funding allows. But, um, yeah, I, I guess the whole point of it is is recoil management and spotting your own shot is probably the, the be-all and end-all of goals with these modern 6 mils. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking of building a, a 6 dasher or, or something as well. Um, and looking at the numbers, so I've recently switched to 130 grain projectiles in my 260 AI, and I'm not running a particularly hot load, um, so I'm getting the kind of speeds you would get out of a 6.5 Creedmoor. And the improvements that I've seen in wind and elevation, going from 140 grain to 130, is the kind of improvements I would see moving to a 6 mil. So, I mean, or even better, to be honest, um, in, in those slower ones. So it kind of takes that out of the game for me, but then there's the the recoil management. That's the that's the big unsolved piece, and I, I haven't played with one to really know the difference. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. I've shot the I've shot one we haven't somehow haven't mentioned the GT, the six mil GT, which is uh, I might get it wrong, but I believe it was it's sort of built to. I think it feeds a bit better than some of the BR options. Um, I could be wrong there. Um, Gay Tiger, as it gets nicknamed, much to the guys who shoot it in New Zealand's uh, distaste at it being called oh, Gay Tiger. Is, that's the actual but, um, designation, though, isn't it? No. Is it not? No. Oh. No. It is the... I'm trying to think. It's made by GA Precision or someone. Yeah, oh, the two guys who made Gay it. Is, <laughs> God no. just, search, just search Gay Tiger and see what comes up. Don't put cartridge. Uh, <laughs> and uh, although most of the artwork that comes with the boxes of um, brass and stuff has a fluorescent tiger on it, so take that for yeah. what you will. I have now. I have shot maybe um, or 30, 30, 40 rounds through a GT shooting. I'm trying to remember what projectile I was shooting. Must have been around one hundred and ten grain. Um, might have been SMK or something. Okay. It was nice. It's, it's... But, but, what is it? It's named after the developer's collaboration between George Gardner being the G and Tom Jacobs yeah. being the T. Oh. Cool guys. Thanks, Jeff. You're Thanks, welcome. Jeff. I feel like I was doing Mark's job there. Yeah, that normally is Mark's job. 
but um, he's dropping the ball. Um, well, Graham was supposed to come up with outlandish claims, and I debunked them. So that's that's how it oh. works. So I did both things there. Yeah. yeah. You could just take over the podcast. Yeah, you just have this one. <laughs> Easier. You don't have to put the legwork in there. Not that we've done much. Um, so again, I have you shot the GTA. <laughs> Nine dollars. Box it's of all yours. non-alcoholic well, you beer. Yeah, you don't drink anymore. I don't drink either. So the podcast is going downhill. Since anyway, um, right. again, I've so, played a little bit with the GT uh, in a reasonably light precision setup at the time. It's, it's a guy I know who owns. Um, it was a carbon barrel and a quite a lightweight chassis. Um, it was. I was a bit of a horrendous day at my place, and it was a shot nice. It, like I mean, I wasn't shooting groups, but I was just shooting a small target at four five hundred meters. And it was easy, albeit not a stressful timed situation. And um, sort of once you get hold of the wind call, you just sort of keep slinging rounds down. So it probably wasn't like the ultimate test or way to review a cartridge, but it was nice. Um, it sort of spurred me on to sort of get in, get in and get my six mil at the time finished. My six mil, um, which you supplied, funnily enough, didn't you, Jeff? My six mil mm, credit. Yeah, your six credit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a cool cartridge. Um, to be honest, if my plan is to is, uh, what I want to get is a six um, XC. I've seemed to that's what I've um, got my mind set on at the moment. But um, it's because of the name. Why? I'm just saying. It sounds cool. It's because of the, the GT. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although and this and Skyline GT extra capacity. Extra capacity, there you go. Oh, it's not Xavier, Xavier and Colin, <laughs> the two guys who developed it. No. Could be. A 33XC, that'd be good. Actually, our friend in the Hawks Bay has got one of those being built as we speak. 33XC. Why does that not surprise me? I know it doesn't, that doesn't surprise me either. Because um, 300 normal improved isn't good enough, apparently. All right, so this stuff's reasonably recent, okay? All right, so just mm-hmm. bear with me a second. Looking at a bit of data from, you know, the place way across the Pacific there that does lots of shooting. 6.5 Creedmoor is still by far the most popular in general competition, followed by 6mm Dasher, Followed by six millimeter Creedmoor, followed by six millimeter BR, followed by six millimeter XC. Mm-hmm. So, given that most people haven't got really good at shooting six five Creedmoor yet, why are we all running over here? Well, uh, we're not all running. I know. It's just it it sort of feels us. that way slightly. Yeah. I do, so, I do agree that when you, if you turn up with a six five Creedmoor, it's like my God, you've arrived from the seventies or something. <laughs> It's happened that fast. It's like, who's that dude with that terrible convertible car and that rifle? <laughs> hey, I don't know. I think the six five still, especially for field shooting, it's still very viable. I'm, I mean, three away. <laughs> of course it is. No, that's know. what I mean though. Like people Just turn you, up and go. Uh, again, I think. What's the point of even shooting? And throw it on the ground and walk home. <laughs> it's it's um it's still I think it's still the darling in New Zealand. For sure. Um, I mean, 308's had its day, as, as, as you know, but it's um, that'll annoy people. But for, for like at these sort of events, 6.5's, um, yeah, it's still what you see. And 
that um, a six five with a uh, like a um, ballistic tip, like a ELDM or something, really easy to spot missed shots with. Um, you know, it's going pretty fast. The bullet expands and hits the dirt, and you get a good splash of shit. I mean, depending where you're shooting, like how tough where we shot back in the last few Januarys, maybe not because there's so much scrub around, but. Um, the six mils can be harder to spot. Now again, I run the ELDM, so I can I get a bit of splash. But some guys running um, like a just an open tip or an FMJ style modern projectile, you end up just they just disappear into the dirt to a yeah. certain extent. Um, so, yeah. No, so, I like so, six five. Yeah. yeah. So my impression is we've sort of almost leapfrogged. My impression in New Zealand is we've gone over some of the cartridges that have been popular earlier on in 6mm and we've almost mm. leapfrogged ahead to the GT the XC yeah, because I, I don't really think I've seen many dashes I think because we, we didn't have a super strong Bentress community, No, and those guys fed a lot into the oh, um, developing PRS style stuff in the states, Yeah. so I think that's probably the leapfrog we've done oh yeah, okay that's a, that's a fair point. Cause you get a lot of complaints now that the the PRS in America has become what they call tactical bench rest. So it's just you know high performance, low recoiling six mil, uh, super heavy, you know twenty five pound gun. Throw a bag on a barricade and shoot, and then rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Um, and you know they the NRL over there they launched the NRL Hunter series, incredibly popular straight away because it was a it's field orientated and there's a bit more. Um, uh, all around hunting and rifle craft skills needed. Now, New Zealand, for the most part, now I'm talking North Island, South Island's a different beast, but we don't do, I hate the term, but everyone uses it, we don't do PRS events, not not GPRE, not TLRS, we do field. If we can, it's a field-style event, 95% of everything. So it's definitely not tactical bench rest, so it's... um. Yeah, again, we have a different style here. Now, there is some talk of there being a PRS New Zealand series next year. There is some hints of an NRL one, too. I'm not sure when, what, where, or how with all of that. That's no involvement of, of ours. But, and um, a breakaway Super League. A super <laughs> and a World Series. The New Zealand World Series. Yes! But, um, no, I mean, hey, more shoots are good. Whatever. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, that tactical bench rest style stuff isn't what we do like if we can avoid putting a uh, a man-made prop in and just like put you off some side of some shitty hill or in a hole in the ground or in a bush we'll do that that's that's we like to compare it to i mean it's not hunting right but we like to do certain things that you practice it you shoot it in competition and then you might find yourself in a situation when you're on the side of a mountain where you need to take a tricky shot and, and you've sort of got a few clues on maybe how to get it done but um so that yeah, there's that difference that field style shooting um, rather than so the 22 shoot we did um, th- what, three weeks ago now was very field heavy and a 25 pound 22 was not an advantage because I threw a bit of positional stuff in there too unsupported but um, just a standard normal sort of you know, ten pound setup, eight pound setup was perfectly fine. It gave you no. It probably gave you some advantage, to be completely honest. You may say all this though, Graham, but there's a school of thought that you don't run all these things like that because you can't afford the barricades. 
Oh, you reckon that's what it is? Yeah, yeah. So I cut this bit of tree down and stuffed it over here, and you can shoot off that. It is cheaper than buying lumber from Mitre 10. It's just a fallow tree. Yes. 1000 year old Remu, chop it down. Perfect shoot over. <laughs> well, it's... <clears throat> it's an older tree. It's a bit more solid to rest on. Yeah, and it, it'll be there forever, too. It'll, it'll take a long time to rot away as well. Whereas pine trees, <laughs> seven years and they're gone. Yeah, well, you did make fun of my pine tree prop at the last one, didn't you? So. Well, you did get me to go and get the wood, so it was my fault, so... That's true. We don't have the acres of manuka out here in Tikarangi, though. Um, that's the big, the big issue. No. Yeah, true. I live but, in an unfertile, crappy hill country, so... Yeah, I Anyway, say we it, digress. But... We're back to saying, okay, so... We leapfrogged over all these cartridges, and so, therefore, I have not seen many in the wild. So what are we seeing out in the wild now, and what are people building, which you've talked a little bit about, but... Mostly new stuff is is the GT. If we're not talking about factory cartridges, yeah, yeah, you know, we're talking to yeah. six mil. We're, yeah. we're obviously talking about people doing it for competition. They're not doing it yeah. to go and shoot shit that, that, that runs around on four legs or two. So, so I, th- I think something that would be yeah. interesting is, I mean, obviously there's there's going to be um, not a huge selection of off the shelf guns when when we're talking. Um, six mil competition cartridges. No, no, that's right. Um, but I, I know I can't remember who it was. Um, customer of mine who's also in, in the industry as well um, runs a six mil BR and was looking for MDT style mags, AICS pattern mags for six BR. And then MDT released their twelve rounders, which is fantastic, but not for us. Oh no! Um, yes. Yeah. And I know Stuart Eiley did a did a bunch of work to try and get some ten rounders done, and then MDT have ended up doing some ten rounders for the international market in the end anyway. Um, so apparently some of those on the way. So a whole bunch of these six Dasher. Actually, I don't know if Dasher fits in a BR thing, but anyway, a whole bunch of six BR size cases now become viable with a barrel change. So that'd be interesting to see if if that speeds up any adoption. Yeah. I wonder too, now, with the GT, you can get um, Can we just start... Sorry. Sorry? What are we talking about, Mark? Can we just start on mags for a sec? So... We can. All of these cartridges will be polymer mags, if they're MDTs, is that right? Jeff? No, these will be um, steel? steel mags. Steel yeah. mags, okay. No, that's right. Yeah. I was just checking. So, so the real common caliber ones they'll do in polymer for standard of short, short action, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's these competition ones, you'll be hunting down steel mags, won't you? Is that uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, your common short action um, CO308 family cartridges, yeah. 6.5 Creeds, etc., will also run in um, steel AICS pattern MDT mags. Yeah. Um, and they've recently released 223 steel mags as well. Um, and I know Accuracy International themselves have done some 223 ones as well in the past. In steel? Yeah. I'm, I'm just sort of working out what level of consideration when you're doing one is, is goes into that. You know, you've got your either getting brass, whatever, but also accessing components like magazines. Mm-hmm. 
must come into it, I suppose, and which is what, what you were saying, really, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, otherwise you're going to end up tweaking and getting some weird kind of funky solution, which you know might work fine on a bench shooting targets, but when you are up on Graham's pine tree prop, yeah, it might not run so well. Um, especially under pressure or... Because each you mag to... you would have basically tuned to work in a way, wouldn't you? If you're not yeah. Way. Yeah. So you end up with mags that are not quite the same performance-wise. Would that be fair? I mean, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's right. Or, or even mags that, you know, maybe when they're sitting nicely in the gun, as in, like, not contacting anything, they yeah. feed beautifully, but right. you, you lean up on a prop and all of a sudden they jam up into the top of the chamber or whatever. Yeah, good point. Okay, sorry. Graham, back to you. No, that's a good point with the mags, because one of the huge issues with the BR families, from what I've read, and just talking to some guys, um, is the, the feeding. Um, like you say, MDT's sort of, well, the sort of main big players and precision accessories nowadays, so they've is it hopefully sorted that. But short, fat with a steep shoulder? Is that they're, not, they're not fat. They're not no, fat. But, they're not like a wizard, well, but... Relative to the you know, in proportion, yeah. proportion, proportion. They are. Yeah, they're short. They're definitely short catchers. I've got a six mil. But yeah, in the shit actually. Um, they're, they're tiny little things. Um, but yeah, one thing I was going to say earlier is, is is why certain ones. Well, well, I think certain ones are adopted and others aren't. Is obviously XC you can get components. Um, yeah. From main manufacturers quite easily, and then. Um, a lot of the shit, right, it might be available in the, in the States or in Europe, right? And But to get it to New Zealand can be a freaking nightmare. If you know someone over there and you can purchase it, send it to their house and they can um, uh, send it over, um, that's cool. But for a lot of people, it's it's, it's in the too hard basket. But um, now the the 6mm GT, I know people struggle to get brass, but like Hornaday make brass for it now. Okay. So you... So you know, once Hornaday, gen, gen, as a general rule of thumb, once once Hornaday starts supporting something, it's probably going to be reasonably well um, received. So I imagine you could, it'll take six months, but order GT brass through the importer, and um, you might have to wait. But so there is there is ways of getting it here. Um, same with the XC, as I said. But and that's um, to be honest, six by forty-seven Lapua, you can order in brass too. But, I'm not sure about the other ones, probably, but again, it's probably boutique, sort of, um, uh, from small companies who make limited runs, and um, it's not like a big player like Lapua. Although I imagine actually the bench rest would be from available at Lapua. Um, so uh, component availability is going to be a, a big thing, right? Yeah. I can go on most websites and order some form of six mil Creedmoor, be it factory ammo, um, virgin brass. Uh, whatever I could nick it down from a six five creed more, pretty easily actually very easily. Um, so <laughs> advantages and disadvantages. Um, yeah, yeah. So, oh, as far as components go, I mean, realistically, all it comes down if you're reloading, right? Which with these kind of cartridges, unless you're shooting six creed, you are reloading. Um, it's just brass. Um, so if you can find a source of brass somewhere and then we'll ship it over and it won't take forever, then the rest of it's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. Oh, relative to and obviously, else. And, I mean, obviously dies, but um, you can get, well, you can get custom cut dies and all sorts. It just takes a few months. But, um, and as, yeah, I, I was lucky enough, a friend was in the States ooh, just before the first lockdown. Actually, I lie, he got stuck there. But um, I ordered a bunch of old military dies, like, for, sorry, new dies, but for obsolete cartridges, and I just got them sent to him and, 
they all come back with him because there was no no issue bringing them home on the plane. So, but otherwise they'd be unaffordable by the time you sort of added on postage mm-hmm. and um, and all of that. Yeah. So the question is, Jeff, why don't you mm-hmm. own six mil? That's a good question. Um, I do technically own a six mil. I have a, a two four three of um, yeah of my the old man's. <laughs> it's it's sitting in the safe. I've I've never fired it. <laughs> um, I might fire it one day. Um, I, I have been considering a six mil dasher. Um, you don't want to burn the barrel out, so keep not firing it. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm preserving it. Um, I, I have been thinking about a six mil dasher. But now that I've built the 223, I'm like, well, it's, it's filling a very small niche between the 223 and the 260. <laughs> Don't uh, think about that. Don't think yeah. That's so what happened to my 6.8 Western. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, but the funny thing is, Mark, when that turns up, you will still buy it. Yes. Without even question, you'll nope, buy it. No, that's correct. Yeah. Um, one thing we haven't but, really talked yeah. about. There's and, one and staring Mark, at me at the top of the page now, and I keep looking at it. So. <laughs> one thing Mark just touched on... Um, not the 6.8 Western, although no doubt you'll hear about that whole podcast on that eventually. Um, mm, is barrel the life. Bar- the ba- barrel life. Now, yeah. six, six millimeter Creedmoor and by extension, um, six per 47. I mean, which is a little, little less um, case uh, capacity. But so that the high, high, um, high speed uh, six mils are going to burn barrels quicker, right? So they're going to erode the throat, erode the muzzle um, faster than, say, a slow six mil. So. Again, our friend, he runs a 6XE with like a 210 SMK, I, th- I think at like 2850 or something, so pretty slow. And he's had excellent barrel life out of that gun. Now, my 6mm is at the end of its life, and I'm at about 1,200 rounds. Um, <clears throat> so that's the difference. Now, 6.5 Creedmoor, you get around 3,000 rounds um, with, with good, um, good, acceptable precision accuracy. Now, hunting accuracy is something altogether different, right? That can go way longer because um, you're uh, anyway that's another subject but um so 65 creedmoor is going to last you a hell of a lot longer before you need to swap a barrel out or buy a whole new gun or whatever you want to do yeah so there's a big advantage there jeff you mentioned now if you run sorry jeff you mentioned six uh 243 ackley improved right mm. yeah so that can like fling a 110 gram bullet probably 3400 feet per second with some loads yeah from what Sounds about right. Not, I don't. I don't. Maybe like a hundred grand right. bullet. Yeah. 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 No. No. Mm. I, I've seen them. No, anyway. Okay. I'll just. Uh, um. So that obviously is going for the other. Yeah. It's a a lot faster end of. Yeah. The I, I think you'd be talking like a thousand rounds, kind of yeah. max, when you're talking getting any decent accuracy out of it. So you, you've got your barrel for a season, basically. Yep. Do your load dev, shoot a season, and yep. before it's shut out, you start your next barrel. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Sorry. Back to you, Graham. Yeah. I'm sort of... <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought. Did you? Okay. I'll start off then. So... But... Okay, you, you go, you go. You go. Nah, that's right. <clears throat> no. So why don't you have a 6 mil, Mark? A modern 6 mil? Me? You're going to get 243, I only just got used to using my 6.5, so... That's true. That's true. I am eventually going to do a 243 gun. More so, I won't actually compete with it because obviously I want to go with my main match gun. But for that reason, is to sort of just with a standard twist 243, um, you know, like I say, a 22 inch barrel, 24 inch barrel, whatever I can get. But also, um, like Jeff, I've got a 223 that's a fast twist 
that I really it shoots really well. So yeah, that I've only and I've started using that a lot mainly because it flings out cheap ammo. So yeah, um, but no, it's a good question. So so what I'm saying is I'll get the two four three eventually, and I'll actually I mentioned at the start of the uh, the podcast is that inside those medium distances now I'm not talking shooting game I'm just talking about shooting bits of steel so to say sub 600 metres sub 500 even um, playing around with them, maybe like a 95 gram bullet like a modern like a, a, a Berger bullet or an ELD or something um, yeah the, actually, L- the LDX is a 95 aren't they for those I think yeah, yeah something like that and, and actually just playing with it because it's, it's still going to work man now <sighs> Yeah, I, I, we do get caught up in the weeds a little bit too much. Um, and, like, you know, after incremental changes that give very little in the way of real world um, results. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. No, that was, oh, my, I'm that, that was my next question is what, what factory stuff can I get? Because I'm just a, you know, whatever. I don't build shit. Um, so I'd be better off just getting a 243, wouldn't I? Sixth grade. Six creed. creed, okay. Well, if you wanted to, like, maybe compete or... Um, it's <laughs> See, a little, now little you're more... saying you can't compete with the 243 again. No, 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 but, like, if, 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 you, if, you, if you want it... The 6 mil creed, in my opinion, is a better all-around cartridge yep. than the 243. It's just yep. a bit more modern. Modern shoulder design. Um, you know, you're not... If you're shooting a longer bullet, you're not seating it way down in the powder column. Um, heavier barrel options, if you do want to do higher round count stuff. It's just... It's just to be honest, I see more more manufacturers aren't going to build two four threes, and they'll build the six five uh, the six mil creeds, you know, because mm. it's just the way markets trend. Um, two four three but, is going the way of the six five Swede. Ooh, that's sad, but it's true. <laughs> oh, something interesting on six five. You mean there'll still be lots of them around in the back of the safe? Yeah. Um, let's not talk about the back of the safe, Mark, because your your back of your safe's um, shit. It's like a showroom, anyway. The um, we were shooting some six five fifty five the other day and uh, just doing a ladder test and I thought just to set up the lab radar we'd um, shoot some PPU and now it's very common knowledge that factory um, six five by fifty five or six five Swede uh, is loaded not particularly hot because it's shot mm. in a lot of older guns especially the and a lot of people especially American stuff because a lot of people are under this assumption that these old actions are weak which they're not. Um, now, some have been mistreated, but that's a whole other issue. But anyway, so I was thinking, you know, it's like a 130 gram bullet. I was thinking, oh, it'll be doing 2,600 feet per second, maybe. <laughs> it was it was 2,200 feet per second. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because I said, I said to Mark, like, man, this, this stuff shoots really mild. Like, it's the sort of crossover um, thing, I'm, uh, project I'm playing around with. Like, the whole gun's like, eight or nine pounds like it's not heavy gun right so such mild recoil yeah i was like this is so soft shooting and we we set up the radar and i was like first one oh, oh maybe that's a mistake and then another couple no no that's that's what it is did you hear the so, ding when i hit the steel no it took about a minute for the sound because it's so slow well so yeah this is i mean if you're trying to shoot things a long range with a ppu it's um, going slower than you think um now this this would be a twenty two inch barrel or something too. So yeah, the PPU six five fifty five is well and truly uh, soft shooting. Reduced now, if you're re- shooting reduced recoil round without even reduced, knowing. Reduced recoil. 
Yeah, if you're shooting like goats and stuff with your old Mauser at 100 meters, it's gonna be fine. Something, yeah, anyway. But um, yeah. Although not the PPU is sort of known as a long range precision round, albeit we do use it in the older Mausers for sort of four, five hundred meter shooting with iron sights. But again, that's just whacking steel. So uh, interesting, uh, interesting thing we learned last weekend. Anyway. All right. Have we covered off all the general options that are out there? I think so. Where's it For going next? Part. Where's it going next? Yeah. I think... We've got to all leave these 6mm and go somewhere else. I think possibly maybe into some 22s, but the limiting factor there will be velocity limits and competition. So pretty much standard rule across the... Um, the western world is 3200 feet per second of yeah. muzzle velocity now so if you obviously you have like a 22 creed which is becoming reasonably popular overseas um you can shoot like a 88 grain at, i imagine you could probably get up around 3400 feet per second i'm just guessing those numbers um but if you restrain that to say 3200 feet per second on the nose um that 88 grain bullet's going to perform pretty well or maybe a 90 grain or a 90 I think they do a 93.5 or something random Berger does it's going to be incredibly low recoiling so you're going even, even further back right and I mean you could shoot a 95 grain uh, 6 mil, but a, a 95 grain um, 22 is going to have a higher BC so um, you've just sort of yeah so um, less recall high, high BC for the caliber so again a couple guys we know have the same same guys from the east coast have got some 22 creeds um, spun up and they're currently developing for field shooting competition PRS style competition um, chasing that uh, low low recoil the 2D4 Valkyrie's got life in it yet yes 2D4 oh, Valkyrie's awesome we just need a gun that works okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. do, do you know how much powder they're putting behind those 22 bullets? Pro, uh, ooh. I don't know. I can find out. Um, I, I don't imagine it's a hell of a lot because you wouldn't want to... Well, you maybe want something quite bulky. I don't know. What, what would you use? Something Again, you, you, they need to stick under a velocity limit. So, yeah. Um, but you want a good case full. Yeah, it'd be an interesting, interesting one to try and do. In, yeah. I mean, in, in a um, criminal case, a quite a chunky case for a twenty-two um, caliber bullet. Yeah, but, but then I mean, again, yeah, starting to think about throat erosion and stuff like that because I mean that's quite a small hole that you're putting a, a lot of burning powder through. Yes, very overbore. It'll be a thousand round cartridge for sure. Mm. But um, if you have a switch barrel rifle, probably not the end of the world. I imagine they'll have. Uh, barrels literally same chamber ready to go um, that they'll just throw on afterwards um, but yeah uh, for the average guy um, it will be a barrel burner and then in the off side of it is is again a lot of our backstops are uh, sort of vegetated topsoil so that 22 bullet is going to be even harder to spot um, misses with now if you you know, you've got your recoil management and your natural point aim sorted. You might be able to follow your trace in there and um, 
you know if you got if you got your shit squared away you have an advantage but um, same thing you smaller bullet less um less splash now we're shooting a thousand meters when was that two days three days ago mark sunday? yeah sunday uh the six fives we could see it you know a, a sort of fresh dirt face we could see the, the splash i could watch it easy through uh, my own uh, optic behind the rifle uh, but when we went to the 300 wind mag it was just massive difference right big bullet going faster you know more dirt flies up it's just it's, it's, well it's physics in it so um obviously a, a good expanding bullet too an uh, eld but um yeah so the two i see that maybe maybe hitting in the way of the two two whether it will um whether it will be the be all end all i don't know now if hornaday pick up the two two creed and start offering factory ammunition that will then lead manufacturers to offer factory chamberings um i think then you might see a um yeah, you know what's funny? It's like boomers are going to come out with their 220 Swifts and their 22 250s. They still do. But man, whenever I, we play with the 224 Valkyrie, which is an excellent um, mini action cartridge, they get so upset by it. Oh, what about the 22 250? I'm like, yeah, but in a standard twist, the 224 Valkyrie passes it at like 400 meters and it keeps going supersonic to nearly a K, whereas the 22 yeah. 250s, like transonic at 500 meters with a 55 gram projectile roughly so it's just i wonder if we'll get all the way there it's um you know recoil management is fantastic but i guess the aim of recoil management is i mean aside from masking horrible flaws in your fundamentals is (laughs) to be able to spot your shots and if Mm. the bullet's not kicking up enough splash you're you're losing that benefit so i don't know i i can't see I couldn't see myself going past six millimeters for a um, you know seven hundred meter range competition. Recoil management also sort of is going to you're going to be more likely for your bullet to impact on target too because mm. recoil is moving you right. So if you're getting moved yeah. upwards and back or left or right, but if it's just, just your body position is right, you're nice and square, it's got a real linear recoil, you're actually more likely to hit the target. Um, so. Yeah, pluses and minuses, but um, again, like you say, you can make up for um, quite um, spastic shooting habits um, with with uh, lighter, less recoiling cartridges. Now, now, I was actually we, we shot the Boundary Creek match down south, and I videoed, um, sorry, Blair videoed myself and Simon one of the stages. Now he's shooting a six five, uh, sorry, a two sixty Remington, so a six five. Um, he's shooting a hundred and thirty grain. Uh, target hybrid from Berger, I think, from memory. Could have that wrong. Mm, that's what I'm and shooting. I'm, I'm shooting the 108 LDMs, right? I with a he slightly heavier gun. Um, watching the videos, so he's um, fundamentally a superior shooter than me by a long way. His recoil management was way better. You could watch just everything was just great. You watch mine, look, it was okay, but I was. I wasn't controlling the rifle enough on my end, so even the advantages I had in a heavier system and a, um, a lot of recoiling cartridge still didn't um, outweigh his his fundamentals. So, you know, it's something to think about. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think now on the head there, people are going to chase the next best thing <laughs> and spend more money rather than work on being able to shoot well. Yes. Oh, hey, like, spend money. People can... Factory 22, factory 22 Creedmoor load. Who makes Wait. it? 
I don't know, some guys. Uh, 88 grain ELDM. Mm. Well, that's what we shoot in your Valkyrie, and it is pretty good. But it goes 3230 feet per second. Yes. That's quite a lot of energy, too, to start with. Hmm. Yeah, I'm interested in this now. Are you scratching your beard? What is that noise? That's on me. Oh, sorry. Um, I got um, some Pixel 6 do- delivered today, and I'm playing with the case. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe that dog's chewing that toy again. Really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kicked her out when I got the chance. <laughs> oh, Pixel 6. Cool. Um, so anyway. Well, that could be another episode one day. Tools. But now... Yeah, no, we're all here already. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've covered most of it. Okay. Um, We've just got the last final piece, which is... Righto, we've gone around... So if you're going to build a 6mm today, Graham, what would you choose and why? X, well, I, would, I wouldn't build one, I'd buy one. Oh, I'd buy a Mauser M18... Okay. Build, buy, whatever it does, this one Range in 6... 6... 6 XC. Righto. Jeff? Yeah, and I'd... Um, I, I would build a 6 Dasher. Okay. Mark? Uh, I'd bypass it all and go to the 22 Creedmoor. <laughs> but those 88s. Woo! Oh, I'm excited, but no one else is. You could just get a chassis for your Valkyrie and some MDT mags. I'll try that then yeah. for a start then. The, all right. It would probably be cheaper than... I've already got heaps of ammo. And... <sighs> we've got dyes as well. We've got everything. I just saw the extra even... speed. Damn it. So you, can, so you can burn the barrel out shooting goats at yep. 100 meters. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. So I think that wraps up about our six mil stuff. Now we have a you people who listen to this podcast early. We 99.99 percent have a competition coming up on the fourth of December. Correct, Mark? Fourth of December, um, which is the first Saturday of. December and I believe the first weekend of summer now it is the weekend of Bathurst and it is the same day as Crate Day but being that most of our competitors are grown ups I don't imagine the Crate Day thing will matter this event is a uh, how do I phrase it an extended long range event um, uh, only, field, pe- only people who have had one vaccination can come not two only one vaccination yes we're gonna you have to pre- present your papers um, no uh, all jokes aside bonus um, points if you've got none Okay, um, it's going to be yes, yeah, probably six hundred to about fourteen hundred meters. Uh, majority of the targets will be in that nine hundred to a thousand meter band. But again, different angles, crossbow gullies, wind. Um, they will be slightly more prone than we would normally do in a competition. For those of you who shoot our events, uh, due to the extended distances, there will be a couple stages where we provide some form of prop or maybe even a tripod. Um, We've got a few plans. Again, you'll be shooting out of sort of some bushes and off uncomfortable terrain. It's not going to be dead flat hay paddock kind of stuff. Um, yeah, should be good. Um, we're, I'm quite excited about this one, actually. Um, again, that, that longer range format. Uh, not an event if it's... I'm not going to say don't come, but if this is your first time wanting to come to a precision style event, um, probably not going to be the best one for you. There's not going to be a hunter class... Um, this is going to be, there'll be a, um, uh, I haven't exactly said out how I'm going to distinguish classes. There'll be two classes, um, no, one. sort of short action, 
short action and then magnum oh. sort of stuff so you can run your six five or your six um but you can run in the magnum you can run up to a three three eight lapua magnum sort of power level power factor right so if you run like something similar um i'll we'll, we'll look at that i'll work out a power factor which is purely for our targets because um, i don't want my targets yeah. to get absolutely fucked because we I have go some... and buy a 50 bmg and you just write it out of the rules i can't believe it you can shoot that because i know you'll miss so you'll be fine um, <laughs> it's cheap to shoot uh, right it's cheaper than the 338 funnily enough no um but yes um we have some our longer range targets uh, slightly bigger now we've got them made out of six mil uh hard ox 500 or is what you um uh, people not in the industry would call ar 500 because that makes sense to people um once we get up to like 300 grain um 338 bullets they start to bend the plates under a thousand meters so we don't want our plates buggered up is there, a link, yes, it, is there a link between the thickness of the targets and the fact that everyone shoots 6mm? Well, 6mm is not going to really wreck my targets. Oh, no, I just thought yeah. maybe, you know, there's some sort of numerology link or something. No, no, just just an astrology link, but that's sort of okay. topic. Okay, fair enough. Um, but, but again, so um, now your bullets, if you shoot something bigger, they won't go through our 6mm AR, but what they'll actually do is bend the plate, which we can't be bothered with so uh, and then there'll be a um sort of non-magnum class which will go up to say i don't know something um don't say uh, it but anyway there'll be six mils and six fives and people will three complain. Eight base cases that, oh people always complain I that's a magnum no it's not yeah host your own event i know i know we did six five prc and non-magnum at last rtd i really don't care calm down um uh, again, like I told those people, you can host your own event if you have an issue. But probably 6.5 PRC will most likely be in the Magnum class, in all honesty. Um, I may, it'll be the same course of fire for both classes. Uh, I may give a couple more shots in the non-Magnum class. Now, I may also prioritise Magnum entries over non-Magnum entries when we open the shoot-up. Definitely. Uh, um, just yeah. to encourage guys to bring their... Or I don't want any puny non magnum within the comp actually. They can. Okay. Well, maybe I can have a 50 BMG class, and if you're the only one in it, Mark, you Woo! Can win it. Trophy. Because I, I wouldn't want to be squatted with you either. Fuck that noisy thing. Um, but yeah, so keep an eye out for that, and probably maybe. I need you nice and close to the rifle to spot my shots. That's true. Um, yeah. But yeah, so thank you, Jeff, for coming on yet again on our podcast um, mm. third time thanks for having me well give me something to do on a, uh, a Wednesday night stuck in lockdown um, no doubt as soon as our uh, illustrious government frees you from the prison that is the super city of Auckland we'll see you down here to shoot some goats or hopefully a competition absolutely and yeah other than that any last closing thoughts from both of you uh, hopefully we're all uh, free to do stuff by then yeah hopefully okay again uh, yeah, there's that <laughs> but um at, at this stage um who fucking knows but yeah we're, we can't just pretend uh, life stopped we still have to sort of soldier on uh which i believe is an ad from the 80s but anyway um no, main thing is get out there research your six millimeter cartridge and get one sorted out yeah and uh if you have a 22 creed send us a message to tell us hey oh, and keep keep building your magnum build too because we need them as well and yep. if you're building guns, I'm actually putting effort into updating our website and 
even articles, but you know, stuff we sell. So Good. check it out. Go there. Yeah, get, yes, very true. Go check out gunrack.co.nz or .com on, and on Facebook. Follow them on Facebook. Most of you do. He's got a pretty good following there. Um, Instagram, all that cool stuff. And we will see you all again. We won't see you. You'll hear us again in a fortnight. Um, who knows what the topic will be then. We'll dream up something silly. And yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Cheers.